And I'm glad that you brought that up because my day looks different every single day, but I still know what my blocks of time are. And what happens when something intrudes on my block of time, I just shift what happens in that block of time and it's not a big deal, right? So if dinner runs late one night, okay, bummer, you get less time in the evening. That's not a big deal. Like there, this is just a framework, right? It's, it's just there to support what it is that you're trying to do. So even if your son doesn't nap and you get nothing done in that time, right? Then you still know what you're counting on. Your afternoons and your evenings, regardless of who's home, dinner is gonna happen around the same time. Kids get in bed around the same time. It doesn't have to, this is what helps you flow through your day to where whenever you're in that moment, you know that you don't have to be thinking about what's gonna happen later on. They all, everything that you wanna get done in a day, you can now see that it lives in a certain part of your day. You know where everything is going to live. So you don't have to be thinking about it when you're not in that time of day. You can just focus on what you're doing. And don't worry about it if it doesn't happen the way that this is laid out. It's just something that you can come back to the next day. It's always there for you. Welcome to Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe. This is a special episode of a motherhood productivity session where I dive deep one-on-one with a mama that feels just like you and just like me. She's trying to be everything to everyone all the time. If you're ready to figure out how you can take your day from overwhelm, treading water, and barely keeping your nose above water, being exhausted and ready to give up by the time you get to your bed at the end of the day with zero time to even think about how to fix it for the next day, into a deep sense of purpose with confidence and running an orderly home with ample time to take care of yourself, listen up. This is where we get it done. I know you're not going to want to miss the nitty gritty between me and this mama. So what do you say? Let's dive in to a motherhood productivity session. What are your biggest pain points that are like speaking to you all throughout the day? Because I know we have problems that come up, but the reoccurring ones are the ones where I always like to start. So just kind of talk through it a little bit with me. And obviously I'll be taking notes, but I'm listening if you don't have my eye contact. <laughs> um, I think so my day to day is working my job. I feel like, I feel like I work hobby hours, like when I want to on my business, which is great. Cause that's self-paced business. That's the luxury of it. But I also think of my business as like my forefront and I, I just cannot get myself to complete any tasks um, because I'm like, oh, if I get it done, that's just a bonus because it's hobby business. Um, so I wake up, I love to have me time. So I always, I really do. I am good about mornings. I'm just not the best at having a system, which I know stems from the night before. And if I just do the hard work of building that habit, it'll be so much better. Um, So I wake up about five-ish. I'm already going to tell you that I have slept with my phone away from my bed before, and it was amazing. And all of 2020, I told my husband, I'm going to start doing that. And he's like, okay, (laughs) you haven't done it yet. Because then my alarm will go off at five and I'll maybe get out of bed by 5.45, six. And it's like, I'm not tired. I just haven't, you get stuck scrolling. 
and you're like, okay, then I get new ideas. I come in kind of with a plan of what I'm going to do in the morning. And then my squirrel brain will see the social media and I'll get new ideas. And that's kind of my overall hiccup throughout the day is I get new ideas. That was my number one is I have squirrel brain and it's because of social media. And I know I need to do the hard thing of just set that time because your, your podcast episode, or maybe it was just stories. Um, yeah. The podcast episode of technology. It's like, honestly, I know how much time I spend on my phone and it's scary and I hate it because I think of what I could do with those hours, but yet I, I do it because I want to avoid the work of structure. I don't know. I don't get it, but yet I crave structure. So I don't get why it's so hard for me. So anyway, I try to journal my prayers. You are just going to think I'm such a mess because some days I'll have, (laughs) it all has to do with systems. And that's why I love you so much because I want that so bad because I'll wake up and I'll be like, okay, well, where's my prayer journal? Oh, I'll just grab this, this notebook today. So I have like notebooks all over my house, not a system. So I'll wake up and I'll try to journal my prayers, whatever notebook I'm in. Obviously it's not going to be consecutive because then when I go back to the other notebook, it's out of order. Um, I would love to do a morning workout. I used to every day and I loved it. And now I just can't because I have business things on my mind yet time comes six fifteen for me to start showering and getting ready so I can get my kids up and get to school and work. And I'm like, I just haven't done anything productive today and I hate it. And then I just get resentful and then I get crabby with my family because then I have things on my brain all day. So it's really probably a morning system, but really it's my biggest hiccup is social media and I know it. And I just, (laughs) I need to just funnel my focus and I could tell you more and I could keep going, but I think, yeah, no, I mean, that's a great place to start, but I do, I want you to tell me what the rest of your day looks like. What happens once you get your kids off and going, then what do you do with the rest of your day? Then I work until noon. Okay. So you take your kids to school and then you go straight to your job. Yep. Well, I, so I work at a school where my daughter and my husband, my husband works there too. And my daughter goes to kindergarten there. And my husband drops my son off at daycare. I bring my daughter to school. We're all there. Okay. I leave at noon, pick my son up from daycare, which I love this part-time job idea. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home, put him down for nap. I'll get some stuff done. Well, Lately, like he's transitioning out of nap. I would love it if he didn't nap because he just wakes up a bear and I would just love him to sleep solid at night. Um, but if he does fall asleep, we have a 20 minute drive home after I pick him up from daycare. Mm-hmm. So he falls asleep in the car and then we get home and I've lost all my focus of what I want to do because it's either intentional time with him or I plug him in front of a TV so I can get something done. Mm-hmm. And then he's just crabby the rest of the day because of the TV. And so I do like if I allotted intentional time for business hours. And here's my biggest thing is that my husband is so black and white. He's in the broken culture of got to go nine to five. That's it. Like he now sees me cause I've been an entrepreneur for years now. He sees, he sees it as what it is, but I haven't shown him the growth. I haven't shown him the potential because, because I don't give myself business hours. I have not allowed the growth that should happen. And so he's just like, Oh, you're just spinning your, I mean, he, he just sees it as like time. Okay. So for me to say that I have a call at 11, he's just like, he's getting better at it. Like, okay, I'll take the kids, but it's, 
I feel personally a lot of mom guilt of just Mm -hmm. like, Hey, well, is this like truly how I should be spending my time or, um, and I think it stemmed from a lot. And I think I kind of told you this, but I'm numb from having infants because I know you just can't have a set routine. Um, and I'm just numb to that now, but my youngest is three. And so it's like, I need to just break out of those old yucky habits and just do the darn thing and start being structural again. Okay. I just hate that I'm numb that I feel like I have a two minute mom brain before somebody will yell mom and need a glass of milk or need something from me. And so I just literally don't start anything. And then I'm like, Oh, eight o'clock. Everybody's in bed. I have all these things that I want to do, but then it's dark out and my brain just totally shuts off. So then I'm like, crap, still didn't get anything done today. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to start with this here because I know a lot about what you're doing with Rooted Mom. And I have spent so much time in my own life trying to dive into being a gentle parent and I want to know what your thoughts are. If you could step outside of yourself and look at yourself, do you think that you give too much to your children in the name of being kind and gentle and meeting them where they are? Do you feel like you go to the other end and always give in to their needs? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's because, cool. and all throughout the rooted course, that's what I say. Like, I'm not overly passive. I'm not like, oh, I'll do whatever you want. Oh, you're okay. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I do way too much for them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely what I was feeling from listening to you. Okay. And I <clears throat> I think that your kids are very blessed to have you in that way. But on that end of the spectrum, they're also going to experience a lot of resentment from their mom because you are that way and that's not fair to them either. And so that's where you're going to have to find that balance that says, what am I okay with them doing on their own so that I can take care of me so that when I am with them, I can be that rooted mom, right? Mm -hmm. Because you had said that you do have that resentment. And then when you're in that time with them, you're thinking about how you should be in a different time. And so you're kind of in that squirrel mentality because you're not really in those chunks of time as well as you could be. And I, I think that a lot of people talk about it as far as an intentionality, but I think it just is planning. I think it's commitment and discipline. And the other question that I wanted to ask you is, with your husband and looking at you and in your heart for being an entrepreneur, how serious are you taking your rooted mom business? Like how committed and disciplined and consistent are you with it? Definitely better than any MLM. Okay. Because I am keeping to a schedule of podcasts and emails Okay. And in your heart, do you feel like that's something that you want to grow exponentially? Okay. So Mm -hmm. I believe that if you can get your confidence around that and your consistency around that, 
Mm-hmm. That's going to give you the favor that it needs for it to grow, especially if you know that that's where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then your husband's going to pick up on that. But when you feel mom guilt mm-hmm. in the middle of all of that, then it just kind of muddies the waters. And that has to be a decision that you make that you know that you're doing what your family and your kids need so that when you're in that time, you don't sit and think, well, is my husband doing okay with my kids? Are my kids doing okay with my husband? They're going to need me as soon as I get home. Like you have to be able to take the time to relieve the the pressure of being a mom so that you have that time for your MLM or for your rooted course or whatever that might be. And that's a special, I like coming into summer now. So me teaching preschool gets me paid summers. My husband gets paid summers. We both pick up well, I, I have the kids, but he always picks up like umping jobs, whatever. But I definitely need this, that exact thing that you just said. I need that coming into summer because we have always just been like, oh, we're the teaching family. Let's up and go for the day or let's go for a long family walk, which is great. But I need to set my time mm-hmm. and I need to tell my husband like, okay, from eight to four, I'm going to the library to work today. Like I have, or not eight to four, eight to noon for four hours. I'm going to go and work at the library and just hammer things out instead of like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to be downstairs. And then the kids know to come and find me downstairs. And dad is out. Taylor's always like, well, don't bug mom. But it's like, I have to be diligent for myself. And the other thing that you said that stood out to me was, um, so next year, like I was thinking of, I'm like, I'm going to wait till I'm done with my call with Chelsea before I do my vision casting because I just know that I'm going to get so many truth bombs. <clears throat> um, because so this teaching gig, this was a safety net for us. Cause going into this school year, I wasn't thinking rooted parents yet. Like I wasn't even set on that. That came about and kind of, well, it came about in like August, but I was already set on teaching. Cause I was like, okay, I feel so good about going back teaching part-time. And the only reason, because I'm with my kids at school, mm-hmm. like, and so I have to tell myself that this next year, if I go back to teaching, which my husband's like, we get better family benefits, whatever. Like, it's good. You might as well do it. You're good at it. It's easy for you. And I'm like, but, but that's taking my, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to have a set office out of the house, but I'm there teaching. And then I leave, like I have no work time there and basically no paid prep time. So it's like, that's just, it gives me a little mental clarity away, away from my kids. But it's like, if I go back to teaching next year, the only reason I feel okay about it is because my three-year-old son would be in my class. And I'm like, I can't do that just because he's going to be in my class, you know? Yeah. I just don't feel right about, and I mean, we're not here to make any big decisions. I know that, but I was just thinking about that with my vision casting. I'm like, I don't, like if I had him in preschool and then two days a week daycare, it's like, I could set so many hours for growth and it feels right to grow in the rooted parents like that. I have to be okay with me using my gifts for the world instead of just always being with my kids. Cause my kids have my gifts also. Mm-hmm. And I know you know that, but anyway, yeah. what, what you said just really, I'm like, okay, that just clarified. Like I have to be okay with my kids doing where they're supposed to be. Yeah. I don't believe that you need to be the only ones to teach and grow and shape your children I don't think that that's the only thing that moms were designed to do. Does that needs to be your priority next to being a wife? Yeah, it does. But you're not neglecting your children because you're choosing to grow another aspect of yourself. As long as you have your priorities in order, 
in, in my world and in my studies and what God's put on my heart to share with the world, you can still be biblically aligned and give your children everything that they need. But it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of discipline. And the Bible's very clear in multiple, mul- I mean, it repeats it over and over and over again, that discipline is huge. Your kids are not going to be disciplined if they don't see you being disciplined. And that means get your phone off of your nightstand. Just don't mm-hmm. do it anymore. You're done. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it anymore. It's not mm-hmm. there. You're not doing it anymore. Like, and you just tell yourself. And when, at, and at nighttime, or in the morning, when I get up and I go over to my phone to turn my alarm off, I walk across my bedroom, I want to get back in my bed. And I literally say, you're not getting back in bed. You're not getting back in bed. You're not getting back in bed. Like I just have to tell myself because we want comfort. We want ease. We want mm-hmm. the things that make us feel good. I wish I had that scripture in front of me. I'm terrible at memorizing things, but it, it talks about how the reward that we reap when we're disciplined is what we truly desire and we have to be able to, to, to fight through that to get there. And all of that, you know, these truth bombs that people talk about, that's great. But we really do need the tools to be able to get to that point. And that is what the podcast is about. But I like to meet with moms one-on-one when you're listening to the podcast. You're like, it's just, I, I need you to tell me what to do. Like, let's just get down to the core of it. So on the last point, on this conversation that we're having before I jump into kind of what we can do to get you like on some type of routine for yourself that feels good for you is when you're thinking about what you want your life to look like in a year from now and whether or not you want to go back into teaching something that I do when I have to subject my children to being away from me because that causes mom guilt for most of us is, and I've done this before, I give myself like a testing phase and this may not make you feel good. You may be perfectly fine with taking the leap of faith without really knowing, but something that you could do is, is we'll set you up with a time frame and a system with the hours that you have now. And if you can show dedication and discipline to that for the rest of the school year, then you know that if you don't go back to teaching, that you're going to have the willpower and the discipline to not abuse the extra time that you would have if you weren't teaching. You can tell your husband, I have made all of these hours work and I am confident that if I'm not teaching, that I'm going to take the double amount of hours that I would get and I'm just going to grow the rooted mom that much more. And for me, I have to have that kind of tangible, um, like tally mark in my corner to make me feel good about my decisions so that I have confidence. I need to see it. It needs to be much more tangible. So that's something that you could do before even just visually committing to whether or not you will or won't teach. That might be something that you can just hold on for, I don't know, six weeks. See if you can stick to you know, really intentional times and keep your mind from wandering in those timeframes because it would be my fear. And I've done this before. If I get a whole bunch of time and then I just don't utilize it well. And then it's like, well, shoot, (laughs) what did I do? You know? So, and you think that your husband is supportive. You just feel mom guilt. I do. And it's, well, He's just so, 
I have to ask you, what does your husband do? Because I love your vision cast of how you guys were able to just go bike riding. <laughs> He's a firefighter. And so okay. he has days off. Stretches. Yeah. Um, and what do you teach? I am an interpreter. Yep. Oh, just, okay. I'm an interpreter and I make my own schedule. So oh. I work anywhere between 10 to 15, 20 hours a week is, okay. is what I, I work. I picture you ASL in like in a school. No, I work in the community. I did that in the beginning of my career, but um, I work with deaf adults um, in in their jobs and, and different things like that. So okay. um, yeah, and I will eventually be phasing out of that and pulling that back to just a few hours here and there because mm -hmm. it's a part of me and I, mm -hmm. and I love that. But I do have to do that right now. There's a portion yeah. of that income that we depend on. So I have to be extremely intentional with my time during the week that I get for podcasting and for coaching because I don't, I don't have as many hours as I want. And we don't put Bailey in daycare. She's home with us. We have my grandmother that takes her from time to time, but it's, it's been a lot of shifting for us. My husband, he's a firefighter, but he also has a business. Um, he invests in real estate. And so he, he needs his own business hours. And I am fortunate in that regard that he values the time that it takes to be able to grow something until you see it really come to financial fruition. Yes. You know, he, that's what I was thinking. Like, that's what I got a vibe that he, for some reason, I must've heard something business-like because my husband is just so content, which is great, but I'm just like, our, and you know this, our culture is just so broken that it's like, you shouldn't work nine to five to live paycheck to paycheck, never grow your savings, never live beyond that. And I'm just like, it frustrates me to a, a point, but then I'm just like, well, I'm the one that needs to show them it can happen. Mm -hmm. And not that we need like money and abundance and all the things, but where was I going with this when you asked about my husband before? Well, he just says little things like, well, when are you done? how long are you going to be? And I'm just like, he doesn't realize it, but that gives me a lot of mom guilt. And I've expressed that with him, but it's just, I think it's just a dad thing. Like they get kind of bored with the kids maybe or whatever, yeah. but yeah. And I, um, I get that from Blaine, even though he totally understands it. And it, we're talking to men that were not raised by parents to believe that they were ever going to take care of children. So this is what I mean when I say I want to change the culture of motherhood because men in out, the men that we are married to were not raised. There are some, I don't want to say all because that's an overgeneralization, but the majority of men were brought up and the majority of women were brought up to believe that they were going to be raising children. And we're just not, it just, the workforce changed and I love where we are, but our, the scaffolding in our minds about what our homes look like mm -hmm. has to change. And when you deconstruct something, you have to deconstruct it carefully and you have to rebuild it with a lot of intention. And so you have to sit down with your husband and you have to tell him, this is what I want to do. And this is what I need from you. You have to have that intentional communicating with him, even though it makes you sick inside because you don't think he understands it. He's not going to understand it unless you talk to him about it. It scares the living daylight out of me to talk to my husband about things because I'm so afraid he's going to think I'm ridiculous. That makes me feel much better. Yeah. 
You know? My husband, he'll, he'll blankly listen mm-hmm. and I'll be like, he'll be like, well, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> say something, just say, okay, honey, I support you. And mm-hmm. he'll just always be like, okay, that's what you choose. And like, if he sees me frustrated, he, he will always say, well, you chose this. And I'm like, I understand that, but I also need his support in like, yeah. okay, you got like, I, I need that life coach. And he's great at that because he's so simple that it's just like black and white for him. And so if he just and I need to express that with him because you guys have what Sunday, is it Sunday evenings? You guys go through your week and stuff. Yes, we do a Sunday sit down every Sunday and it used to have a different name, but we've realized that there are multiple things that we need to do for us to be able to connect and keep us through the craziness of just seven days. Right. Mm-hmm. So our Sunday sit down includes, we plan out our week and it includes budgeting our paper envelopes now, which that was not always there. That is now. A oh, thing. I need that too. I got these six questions from a podcast called Work and Play by Nancy Ray. And she has a business. It's a, she's, it's a Christian-based business. And, you know, now that I'm thinking of it, I don't know exactly what her business is. I just know what her podcast is. So, um, but we ask each other, how can I support you this week? What brought you joy this week? What was hard for you this week? Like the past week, right? And then this upcoming week, how can I pray for you? Is there anything left unsaid? Or um, like, do you need to say sorry for something? Do you need to ask forgiveness for something? Do you want to give compliments or accolades for something that you saw me do that you should have said, but you didn't? So it's a time for us to really sit and try and be reflective on uh, what our behaviors were and how we interacted with each other. That one's always hard. We're like, nope, nothing. And I'm like, there has to be something. (laughs) I know there is like, there's so many times I see him with my kids. I'm just like, he's such a good dad, but then human, we pick out the flaws. Yeah. Don't go down the stairs so loud. The kids are asleep. Like, you know, uh, so I love that. I need to implement that because so much lately, I'm just like, we don't communicate. We, put the kids to bed. And here's my thing is I could, and I will start saying we get one TV night a week because we will both just sit down eight o'clock, start our medical shows that we're addicted to. And it's just like, we don't talk during that time. So it's irrelevant time spent and we don't, I'm not productive. So it's like, I need to use those opportunities to communicate. And that's something I wish I had way more. So I am going to totally implement this. And that's only one night a week. Like, I love that. Yeah. And then the last question is we ask, what is your dream for the week? So they're not perfect. We do not get to that every single week. And when we don't, we fight like cats and dogs the entire week and it's horrible and it's stupid. And he knows it. This is, this came from me. This was me saying, I want to connect with you every morning and every night, every morning and every night. And he was like, I can't do that. That exhausts me. So we came to once a week to really sit down and connect. And he's so good with that. So that's what we do. And it's been really helpful. Now let's talk about your day. If the number one goal for your day is to, what would your number one, let me ask you before I just assume that I know what it is. What would be your number one goal for yourself in a day? 
like the overarching get something done okay <laughs> to get something done i can help you with that okay right. i love 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 your idea of scheduling time around my job right now like i could get so hung up on being like and that's what i do year from year it's like well i'm just not going to teach so then i have all the time in the world next year and that's honestly where a lot of my my so three years ago four almost now i chose to stay home like 100 percent stay home i stopped teaching full-time we were expecting our son Camden and I just stayed home and I was like, okay, I did not prepare for it. So I was just like, I'm going to be the best mom and I'm going to have all the time in the world. So I created horrible habits. Mm. So there's a little backstory of just, I need to tell my time where to go so that I yep. check things off. Yep. You absolutely do. Do you use a paper planner? I do, except it's just a teacher one. So it's Monday through Friday. So, um, I do have a bunch of Joelle's. Like it's in chunks of three, mm -hmm. five a.m. Like times listed out throughout the whole day. I have a bunch of those printed that I was gonna just like improvise with for a little bit until I get like a good solid. I love your. I was looking at yours that you did your story on today of filling it out. That was a really beautiful planner. Yeah, it is. It's a. It's on sale right now. Um, I think it's like twenty percent off. I think it's thirty four dollars for that planner, and it is a Christian based company. There's scripture on every page. I absolutely love it. If you don't want to spend $34, Walmart has amazing, amazing planners. You can spend yeah. 20 bucks and get a really, really good one. For me, the inspiration of holding something beautiful calls me to it every day. And that 14, I think I paid like 40 something dollars for it. Cause I got it in December before the new year. Um, but if they're on sale right now, just start, it's the 2020 dream planner. Start with it right now. Who cares? January, February, yep. whatever you have March through the end of the year. It's totally worth it. So do you use Google calendar? Um, no, um, I should understand Google a lot more. I use drive and that's it. But I, we use my husband and I share a iCal. Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. Use. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay. So you use your calendar on your phone. Yep. Okay. I mean, very subtly, like my husband and I will put our major things. Like if we're gone out of the house, that's the type of stuff we put in there. Okay. So from now on, anytime you have, this is the distinction. This is my hybrid calendar system. Every time you need to be somewhere, you put it in your electronic calendar. Okay. Your electronic okay. calendar is going to tell you where you need to be. And since it's shared with your husband, he will also now always know where his wife needs to be at all times. Okay. So if you have a meeting at work, you put it in your calendar. If you have a meeting, um, like a mastermind, if you have a, like a web-based meeting somewhere where you need to be and you're committed to being there and being attentive, you need to put it in your Google calendar or your electronic calendar so you can see it. Now your planner is only going to tell you what to do. Okay. It's not going to tell you where you need to be. I used a planner for a long time that had the, the actual timestamps in it. And I did not like it at all. It stressed me out because I couldn't get it exactly where the times needs to be. So my planner is just blocks of time and it tells me what to do. So we're going to break your day right now into very specific blocks. So you are, you're going to have your, so if you have your 
morning block, which is the time before your kids get up. Okay. Mm -hmm. What time do your kids get up in the morning? Um, latest six forty-five. Okay, so you're well, on a school on a school day. Okay, your morning block then is going to be from five to six thirty in the morning. Okay. So excited to sleep with my phone away from my bed. You're just doing that from now on. Like it's not an yep. option. Yep. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you're a one, right? Yeah. Oh. My husband thinks he's like a one or a three. And I'm like, but you're not, you don't know. You need to be more one for me. You're not intense enough. I, I need a one and a three. So we do get along very well, but we don't understand. Like he needs to understand me. Okay. Anyway. You don't need to understand him. You just need to understand me. Because yeah. I do. I get a one and a three. Like I get your structure. That's awesome. Good for you. Hurrah. But you also need to get what my brain <laughs> And I have a really, my grandpa got me a really nice, my grandpa's like the gadget master for Christmas. So he got me a really nice digital alarm clock and it's plugged in here. I just oh, need to that is alarm. awesome. Cause I right know, now I, I'm on the ceiling. I wake up in the middle of the night. I have no idea what time it is and I hate it, but I like will not put my phone by my nightstand because I just spent two years of my, probably three years of my life wasting it on Instagram yeah. every morning. I'm like, I am Isn't it done. horrible? I don't need like, when I get to heaven, I do not, I will not let God tell me how much time I wasted on earth. Oh my gosh. No, no don't tell 530, me. 6.30, productive time. Okay, so then um, your, what time do you leave the house? 7.15 is when I should leave the house. Okay, so you leave the house at 7.15. Okay, so from 6.30 to 6.45, you're going to make breakfast. Okay. <laughs> On that. <laughs> you said, okay. Okay. Yeah, right, out, I am. Pull out the cereal. And <laughs> we are not a box cereal family. You can, you can, you can also pack lunches, okay? And then from 6.45 to 7.15, you get to help your children get ready and get out the door. I do believe that your husband should be sharing in that responsibility. He can either make breakfast or you can make lunches. Yep. My husband and I, every morning, we have a set time that we meet in the kitchen. We do our own things in the morning and then we say, see you in the kitchen at 6.45. And then when we come to the kitchen, we just hustle. And sometimes he has to leave at seven to go to work. So I get him for 15 minutes and I use all of him that I can get for 15 minutes. <laughs> and that. then he has to leave and go on shift. And then the days whenever he's home. And then some days he doesn't, he doesn't get off shift until eight. So I have to do that by myself. So, but when he's home, I'm like, yeah, you're going to help me. Okay. So then obviously your AM block right now is consumed by work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you eating lunch? Oh. Um, that was my number two is that this year going back to work, I've been horrible about, cause I, so I get done at like noonish. I pick my son up and we get home by one ish. Cause I stand and talk to his daycare lady for a little while. But, um, 
I, yeah, I need to pack a lunch just so it's, I've just neglected my health this year and I've just lived on the fly. So, okay. So when, you, when you're in the kitchen at 645 and no later, the reason you're going to be there at 645 and no later is so that you can have four lunch boxes lined up and everybody in your family gets a lunch for the day. Okay. My husband and daughter like hot lunch at school and trust me, I'm trying to get them to eat not canned fruit, but it's okay. Then you pack two. <laughs> we'll lunch. start with maybe one day a week. They get a lunchbox. Sure, whatever makes you guys feel good. But you get a lunchbox every single day. And if you yeah. don't, go to the cafeteria and get yourself a hot lunch. Eat something. Right, like yeah. you need to eat. Yeah. Okay. Instead of so, what I do is I eat just the junk that's in my classroom from my preschooler snacks because oh, I'm starving. So my gosh. When you go to the, it's not like I shove my face with Oreos, but if it's I like, know, but yeah, you I know. have to get to a point where you're like, look, I have that same downfall, but when I go to the grocery store, I find a bar that allows me to feel somewhat better about like, yeah. because I'm so busy and I have to, I have to do this too. Like I have to pack myself a lunch or I will work right through my lunch because mom's got mm -hmm. stuff to do. And I just, I mm -hmm. can't do that. So I have perfect bars on hand because they're like almost like 500 calories or like 300 calories and they're full of, it, it's a whey protein, which I don't love, but I do love all the other micronutrients they put in there. And I haven't found something else that I love as much anyway. So I do that from time to time, but now that we're on a budget and we have envelopes, I've had to cut those out and I have to pack <laughs> myself a lunch. So <laughs> I know. And I loved it when I did. I felt so good when I did. So I just I need to do that. Yes. Okay. So then whenever you get home from, this is going to be your afternoon, your afternoon block. If my son doesn't sleep, I need to train him to have a timer in his room with set quiet time. Okay. So then what you need to do is you need to build a basket of quiet time activities that he absolutely loves and that he does not get access to any other time of day except for during quiet time. Awesome. He can also have a specific set of snacks that he loves. And then if you are okay with technology, you can give yourself two days a week when you're able to utilize that or three days a week or five days a week, whatever makes you feel good as a mom. Okay. And if you are trying to limit the amount of technology, start with every single day and only use it as a backup. If you have a project that's pending that you absolutely need undivided attention for, and you can utilize it then. Okay. Um, that's how I like to work in that piece. The other option is to have um, backup hours with your husband to say, like I would give him the opportunity to have a say in how you manage those hours and say, look, what would you rather me do? Would you rather me have all of my hours dedicated in my afternoon, my PM, my afternoon or PM block from what is it like 1230 when you get home, you said? It can be, I would say one for sure when I can get focused. Well, to sit down. So you have like 30 minutes with him to get him situated yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you do get home with him at 1230 and then what time do they get home from after school and work? 
Um, so that's the other thing right now is that my husband coaches basketball. There's some days that my daughter will stay with him for basketball practice, which is nice. Then she just comes home with him at 536. Okay. But there's other times where I have to then once I get home and settled in, I have to turn around and drive the 20 minutes back to pick her up by three. Okay. That's okay. Which is still doable. Yeah. That's, I have to go pick up mine. It's totally works. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So what you can do is you can tell your husband, look, I have from 1230 to three and since nap time is no longer a thing, I'm able to do a quiet time activity and I'm able to interact, but I would like to use some of these hours for my business. Is it okay if I'm using technology twice a week, if I absolutely have to, and if I don't get all of that work done, are you okay with me using my evening hours after the kids go to bed when we typically watch our medical show that we absolutely love for me to get some work done? I would still love to lay with you in bed, but I will have my laptop. What does that feel like to you? Talk to him about what those options are and see where he's most comfortable. Okay. Um, and I don't mean that you need to ask his permission. I mean that his input is valuable. So mm-hmm. ask him what he and would I know rather that you he, do. It just opens up respect on his end. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and, and for me, I think that's what wives are supposed to do, you know, and we, he's allowed to, it, it shows a lot of respect. And, and that's my biggest thing with Blaine is I always, he's like, why do you tell me all these things? Why do you, you know what I'm like? Cause I respect you. I want to know what your opinion is. I want to know what you think about what I'm doing. So that's how I would approach that with him and tell him that you're going to try and get some of these hours in, but that life looks different for you now because he's not napping and those aren't hours that you can bank on. <clears throat> so at three o'clock, what time do you eat dinner? Most of the time. Five thirty. Okay. And then are your kids in bed at the same time every day? Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you have, do you have consistent hours every evening? Yep. How much are you, what my, what my brain is thinking right now, instead of asking you all these questions is I would like for you to start dinner at the same time every single day and have dinner okay. on the table for them whenever they get home from basketball practice. What is is five thirty six o'clock. What time do they get home? They kind of come in the door at six. So I'll start dinner at five thirty every day. Cause I feel like some days we eat it too early anyway, if we are all home. So five thirty, regardless, I'll start dinner. Okay. And then if they're home, they're home. If they're not, they're not. Yeah. But it'll be ready by six o'clock when they are home. And then it'll soon shift to my husband, either being home right after school for all night or going on baseball and he would just not be home. So I would just still start dinner at five 30. Yeah. So what time do you walk out of your kids' bedrooms? Seven 30 latest okay. start bus at seven. And so if you're in bed by nine, then that's eight hours of sleep. Are you good with eight hours of sleep or do you mm-hmm. want to function? Well, nope. Eight's good. I can do okay on seven. So eight's good. This is where I believe you're going to get your most consistent hours for work, but your husband's going to have to be okay with you jamming out and him watching and you're going to have to give up Netflix. Yep. Yep. You can have one night a week where you have a date night. And if that means you watch your shows together, you watch your shows together. That'll be interesting. You'll have to let me know how that goes with you using that time to decompress every night and Mm -hmm. putting work in, in there. So you have two ways of going about this. I don't normally suggest for moms to do their, their busy work at the end of the day, because it starts to ramp your brain up. So Mm -hmm. 
But if your husband's already up and you want to stay on the same sleep pattern as him, that can be something that you do. I would suggest you shut it down 15 minutes before you get into bed to read a book to calm your brain. Mm -hmm. Um, You could read your Bible. You could do a Bible study. You could do your prayer journal in those 15 minutes. So if you get from 7.30 until 9 o'clock, I mean, you can get a lot of work done in an hour every night, an empower hour of work every night. I do a power hour every morning of work. So if by 8.30 you started to unwind, wash your face, do your oily mom stuff, do your prayer journal, read a book, whatever you need to. Mm -hmm. And then in the mornings you have from 5 to 6.30 which is another power hour of work. You can get up from five to five 30 and take care of you. I can get ready in 30 minutes. You know, you can pull yourself together. And then from five 30 to six 30, you can work on your business for an hour. That's two hours a day and that's 10 hours a week. So realistically you're going to need 15 to really make some serious movement happen. But just starting with this And that's not, that's, those are just dependable hours. I'm not even talking about the quiet time hours that you may get in the middle of the day. Right. So no social media in that, in that morning and that nighttime block at all. Your social media, you can put it in the middle of your day if you want, or you can do it after your power hour of work. The point is, is that you need to be getting your work done before you're going to social media because you need to put your blinders on. You've mm-hmm. got to just put your head down and do the work that you know you're supposed to be doing. It's just, it's an unfortunate thing that, I don't know. I mean, social media is a great thing and it can be used and it is being used for really good stuff. I mean, you and I are connected because of it, right? It's just we have to know how to manage it. So be, you know, your habits and you're strong enough to be able to do what you need to do to discipline yourself out of that habit. Um, I put a note here because in the very beginning you said that you don't know, like you crave structure, but you're also avoiding it. Mm -hmm. And that practice of avoidance, I'm sure that you've heard this comes from, anxiety about the task that you're getting into and uncertainty and unsureness. So really sit down and and think about that. Scrolling through Instagram and getting new ideas can come from a lack of confidence in what you feel like you're supposed to be doing. So just start doing it. Just like start doing what it is that you want to be doing. And I know for me, it's gotten a lot easier to see my branding coming to fruition, to see my calling and my community. And I just have to stop looking at everyone else because it, it makes me backslide so terribly bad. And then I just get so frustrated with myself. Mm-hmm. I will jot this, these kind of time blocks down in the email that I send over to you but what questions do you have for me about what we just talked about your day looking like? Nothing except if my day looks a little bit different, but I think that's maybe okay just because I'm not so much of a structured person. I just need to know that that time before bed for sure is when I'm going to map out my day because days are going to look different. And 
I'm going to start this in-person parent ed teaching job, which I'm so excited about to give me confidence in public speaking. Mm-hmm. And that's just like random other work times. Yeah. No, and they that's don't fine. My, yeah. And they don't affect my morning and evening though. So that's okay. But, and I'm glad that you brought that up because my day looks different every single day, but I still know what my blocks of time are and what happens when something intrudes on my block of time, I just shift what happens in that block of time and it's not a big deal, right? So if dinner runs late one night, okay, bummer, you get less time in the evening. That's not a big deal. Like there, this is just a framework, right? It's, it's just there to support what it is that you're trying to do. So even if your son doesn't nap and you get nothing done in that time, right? Then you still know what you're counting on your afternoons and your evenings, regardless of who's home dinner is going to happen around the same time. Kids get in bed around the same time. It doesn't have to, this is what helps you flow through your day to where whenever you're in that moment, you know that you don't have to be thinking about what's going to happen later on. They all, everything that you want to get done in a day, you can now see that it lives in a certain part of your day. You know where everything is going to live. So you don't have to be thinking about it when you're not in that time of day. You can just focus on what you're doing. And that. don't worry about it if it doesn't happen the way that this is laid out. It's just something that you can come back to the next day. It's always there for you. And you don't have to start this all at once, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to start it all at once. You can just start with making sure that you're, that you're morning from 5 a.m. until 7.15. Just start with that this week. That's it. Mm-hmm. And do that next week until you get really confident with it. And then, then you can have a conversation with your husband about what night times are going to look like. Yep. I was going to take a picture of my nightstand for you this morning and say, I can't wait for our meeting, but I cleaned it up a little bit for you, but there was like seven glasses on my nightstand. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I have my kids, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. If Chelsea was in my house right now. (laughs) Oh, I just cleaned mine off. I mean, I have two water bottles somewhere or like a water bottle and a cup at any given moment. Blaine's like, what is this? You know, Blaine's funniest thing with me is I always have one random sock laying around somewhere and I don't even know how it happens. And he's like, why do you always have one sock? He's like, why are there not two? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. Oh man. Well, wasn't that all kinds of fun? Who knew that a motherhood productivity session could cause so much genuine laughter? I cannot stop talking about how impactful this hour is with you moms. If you are in a position where you know that you are ready to step into the motherhood that you were designed to be and you want to sit down and get my eyes and my heartbeat on what you're doing every day, please go over to my website, chelseajoe.co and click on motherhood productivity session because the most important thing that you do right now, if you're listening to this episode and you've made it this far to the very end and you feel like this could be the turning point for you is that you reach out. I would love nothing more than to be a partner to you in your journey through motherhood.